What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode for Mr. Gray's Talk Room. I'm your host Christian Gray. I need to bring you up to speed on a few things before we get into today's episode. So if you haven't noticed for the very few followers that I have uh, since starting this podcast about a couple of months ago, I got canceled on YouTube and TikTok. They just said that I was against community guidelines because I made a particular video talking about a podcast interview with uh, Pearly from Just Pearly Things and Andrew Tate about how this woman says, I will subscribe to a partnership if my man listens to me and um, I can listen to them and, you know, it's a partnership, I love you, but you can't tell me to sit down because I'm a grown-ass woman and I pay my bills. So I was trying to be facetious on this particular reel or this particular short video content clip and there if you haven't listened to it already Andrew Tate has a particular video out uh, with the machete like why do you keep a machete with your bed but if you look into the context of it he says uh, what would you do if a woman decides to get a machete out and try to stab you or cut you and he pretty much says ah, ah, ah. he says slap her across the face grab her by the neck shut a bitch sex now and i just made a reaction video about that particular clip so i was being facetious when i said that and somehow some way that's initiating violence i wasn't saying that i would actually do that to a woman i'm just saying in my mind if i needed to shut a woman up just dick her down right but if you look at any one of my social medias i did create a new youtube account I did create, no, actually, I created a new TikTok account and I created a new, uh, I went back to my old Gray House Consulting YouTube channel and changed it to the new Mr. Gray's Talk Room channel. So I'm still in the process of uploading my videos. Um, I haven't been canceled on Rumble. I haven't been canceled on any kind of Spotify or all the major streaming platforms, only on TikTok and YouTube. Those have been taken down. Everything will be in the link in the description of all the stuff that I'll upload. Again, worst case scenario, just go ahead and find me on rumble at least that way i we don't have to worry about me being canceled because they allow both sides of the argument nevertheless moving forward what i want to talk about today is why you as a man should not lower your standards for the type of women that you're looking for now we could all honestly say it's very hard for a man to get laid like if you if you're in a relationship right now, look back when you were single. You've been in a relationship one, two, three, four, five years. Can you go back and be able to have the same type of game that you did before you had your significant other, your current relationship? Those are things to put into consideration. And I say this because I've seen it time and time again. People get together and then they just let themselves go. I've been guilty of this, but now, because I have a hobby, uh, which is jujitsu, and I have a very solid uh, career online to be able to progress in the current company that I work for, and I have this podcast that I'm running on the side, is I have goals that I want to obtain. So now, any woman that I allow or I want to bring into my life, they have to respect my boundaries. And if you look at relationships now, people push back their boundaries when they get together, they get too content, they get too complacent, both of them stop taking care of themselves, they end up gaining weight. And then when you look at it, 
if at one point, man or woman, and it's generally more of the woman, who decides to break things off, now all you are left is being a fat, slobbery fuck. That's just the way it is. So now you have to go back, lose all the weight, get good looking again, to be able to peacock and find and attract a new woman who's already been taking care of herself. I want you to put in perspective that you have to set in boundaries in any relationship that you have. And the reason why you shouldn't lower your standards is because, unfortunately, women are delusional about the type of men they want to attract. Yet, if you look at men, men are lowering their standards just to get laid. And then men, and I'll say this, seven or eight, men who are fairly attractive, right, end up with a less than attractive woman who's like a four or a five just because she was able to get it up. Ugly girls can get laid. That's true, it's absolutely. An ugly girl can go into a bar and at least get one guy who hasn't been laid in over a year um, or who's a virgin. She can go up to him, take, take him home, and she can get laid. But, but a guy to do that, a guy to go in the bar, he has to have game, he has to have money, he has to have status, he has to have wealth. There's a lot that goes into that. So the reason why you shouldn't succumb to that, because you've seen it time and time again, where a less than average woman, a less than even mediocre woman gets stuck with a dude that's more attractive than her. And then they have a kid and the dude's miserable because he's only with her because of child support. And, you know, he doesn't want to pay alimony if they have con You know what I'm talking about? Like, don't lower your standards just to get laid and then have that bite you in the foot. Like, don't, don't do that. But before we can talk about that, I want to do a reaction on the delusion of these modern women. Like, they have overly high standards of the men. And then you have to ask yourself, what the fuck are they bringing to the table? So let's go ahead and get into it. No, I'd have a man and he was 100% faithful to me and he was everything that I asked for. He was funny, smart, successful, with a big dick and no kids and <laughs> tall and dark skin. No, this goes on. I have it all. Well, when you put in perspective the standards that this woman is looking for, you'd realize that she has over-the-top standards. In America, the average height for a man is about 5'9". I'm about 5'10"-ish. You know, they said I was 6 feet. I was like, that's complete bullshit. I'm about 5'10", 240 pounds. Um, am I considered obese in theory yes but because i compete in jiu-jitsu which is a sport and i and there's weight classes i'm perfectly fine with that um so that's like the exception to the rule in terms of fitness and your physical capacity is like most men are at five nine best in america so she wants a tall dude she's probably i don't know who these who this girl is i just found this on fucking tiktok she wants a tall dude. Well, if, even if she's 5'2", her asking for a dude who's six feet, at the end of the day, 
At the end of the day, a woman asking for a guy six feet, when she's on her knees sucking me off, I'm still going to be taller than her. So it, it, the delusion that these women, like they want a tall dude, it's ridiculous, right? You can't control what you can't control. And if you're 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 you can't do anything about that. Yet, I look at these women and I guarantee you this woman is at least 185 pounds. She may say, oh, I'm thick, I'm big bone. Absolutely fucking not. If you go, if you look at Eastern civilization, if you look at Europe, if you look at those women, they are on average at least 155 pounds. But you also have to put in perspective, like, they don't eat like shit over there in Eastern civilization. Like, if you look at the difference between Eastern uh, women or even Japan or China, they're much more petite, right? Because they take care of themselves. Like, they actually have a much cleaner diet than them, than here in the U.S. And if you look at this, this woman's, in theory, moderately overweight, right? She's 185 pounds. She says, say, oh, I'm thick or something. Like, no, absolutely fucking not. Because when you put into those two perspectives, it's like, I want a tall... All right, she's like, I want a tall man, dark skin, successful, with big dick. And I'm like, well, I want a woman who's short, petite, fit, and friendly. But I'm not going to get that from this type of woman, right? Like, so women can have these delusional standards of men. Tall, dark, successful, big dick. Well, the average dick size is about five and a half inches, right? And unfortunately... To some men, is they have you know three and a half, if 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 any. They're probably short, five 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 six, but again, why can't men have these standards? I'm not saying why can't men be these standards. No, what I'm telling you is you need to have yourself standards. If there are standards that you're looking for in a woman, and these modern women, we we both know that they're not they're not traditional women. I I guarantee you, and. It's all about the way they carry themselves, all, all about their demeanor, all about how being modest they are. Any woman who decides to be provocative or show themselves provocative, provocative eh, any woman who's provocative on social media, you should expect that in the bedroom as well. But if you're looking, f if, you, if you could say, if you try to put this type of, these type of women and make them traditional women, you're just going to get backlash. No, you have to look for a woman who's demure, modest, she's friendly, she's cordial, she can carry herself, she's not on Instagram and social media and posting pictures about herself and you know trying to get the attention of guys. And the reason why you need to understand that it's important to have standards is, yeah, you if you get lucky and you catch one of these you know, modern women, get them knocked up and you have a okay relationship but you want her to be a certain type of way well the fallout of the divorce or when you break up is going to be much worse as if you s took the time to find a traditional woman the woman that you're really looking for an, a modest woman a woman who actually cares about her vanity and chastity you're going to be much more happier than trying to get a 10 or 9 or a baddie versus an average woman and i this is my personal preference I don't like dating nines or tens. It is something that I have found is very exhausting because they are always looking for the attention of other men. Now, is it possible to get a nine or 10 to fall in love with you? Yes, but it takes a lot of fucking work. And at the end of the day, they're always gonna look for status. They're always gonna look for uh, fame. They're always gonna look for the most glamorous things unless she has already come like pre-equipped with all these traditional values, right? 
and she's from like a third world country. She just so happens to be very beautiful in a third world country. That's the exception to the rule, but the exception doesn't make the rule. So if you're dating currently in America, I would say that stay away from the nines and tens and go for the sevens or eights. And I want you to understand this as we get into our next video, because it's going to make much more sense. So let's go ahead and get into it. I think right now I'm actively dating and talking to like <laughs> like seven guys, seven, eight. I don't like talk to all of them regularly. I don't see them regularly. How but, old know, are you? I'm 25. Does God, it feel damn. exhausting though? Okay, so here's the real. Even ugly girls can get laid. Okay, but ugly guys cannot get laid. So the real question for women is how many guys want to marry you? That Aww. is the real question. Do you even believe in marriage? Uh, I think in the U.S. and I think in maybe other places where it's not like the government has control over you, then right. yes. I think like marriage used to be something that was beautiful was like and amazing. Well, I think it used <coughs> to be on, like a construct of controlling women. Stop, stop, stop. $50. You all can't be tens because some of you objectively look better than others. Wait, so continue with your point? Um, I said uh, formerly, you were saying marriage used to be a beautiful thing. I think formerly marriage exists as a construct to control women. You Stop the cap. Or actually, I, that was the wrong one. No? Holy, Everybody on, just gotta, like wanted to do that. it since Hunky Dory and we're all in love, you know? Yeah, women were actually Wait. always chasing guys to get married. Women were actually chasing guys to get married because that was his protector. That was the guy who's paying um, for the house and things like that. So Wait, exactly. yeah, but don't you understand on, the systemic okay. sexism that has led women to the, like, that led women to the point of needing to get married? So she's looking or rotating seven or eight guys. Now, I'm gonna give you a story that happened when I was, so a lot of you don't know. Uh, I come from a small town in the Rio Grande Valley, that's in Texas, South Padre Island, whatever you wanna call it. And I got recruited to play Division II football at McMurray University in Abilene, Texas. McMurray University, they call it Dirty McMurray. The one thing that sucked about Abilene is because it was racist as shit, but that's not the issue. The issue was is that there wasn't a lot of women in there. So the ratio of women to men was like four to one. So it was fucking disgusting. When I was in at McMurray, I remember I came across a particular tr uh, track star, right? She, she was a uh, she was a woman. I think she I don't think she had a scholarship on track or she didn't have a scholarship. I don't remember at this point. Uh, she was very pretty. And I remember one time she told me explicitly, we're having a conversation because as I was part of the football team, you would hear from the other football guys like who's sleeping with who, who's fucking who and what team and whatnot. And with this, this girl, this young lady, she tells me, oh yeah, I have like a guy that I rotate every month. Um, every week so i have like four guys uh that you know i'll fuck a guy you know one week and then rotate to another guy another week and rotate that was the most disgusting thing i've ever heard that is fucking asinine that is haram i'm not even muslim to say haram or i don't it doesn't even matter but that was so it was fucking ridiculous a woman who has a body count i'll just say even at four if, if this is not to include any other guys if she's doing whatever that hell that is she's doing a woman who has a high body count who's rotating the guys is absolutely fucking disgusting i i will i have yet to been well i'll say this i've been with my fair share of 304 so that's recreational use but i've yet to be in a relationship with a woman who's a 304 because at least when she was with me 
she knew she could only be with me and she would not step out. And I'm going to tell you why she knew she couldn't step out on me. But before I do that, I want to talk more about this video. She's rotating to seven or eight guys. She's not even that attractive. This is from whatever clips, right? This is the, the delusional fat bitch woman. And I'm if I say fat bitch, that's not hate speech. Because she calls herself a fat bitch. So don't fucking cancel me for that. She has the delusion that she thinks she's a 10. She's not a 10. Absolutely not. I can't go in a... If I'm at a conference, you put me in a group with 100 men. And all these 100 men, short, tall, fat, ugly, dark, light skin, white, Asian. If all these men decided to rate ourselves and we stand up and you put us all in a line, you know, who's ugly, who's most attractive... Every single man in that room will be able to distinguish who is ugly and who is attractive based on subjective view. I know that. But still, there is a, a concept of beauty and attractiveness and sex appeal that us as men and women can proact like we can proactively look at this line of men, 100 men, and say, you know, who's the least attractive, who's the most attractive. This woman is not attractive, especially on a panel of five women. Even if I were to say, you know, rate from a scale at this particular panel, who's a 10, and then go descending, she would barely make it as a, as a five, right? At best, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. She would barely make it as a five. So going from there, don't try to date someone under your standard. And if you're going to have sex with somebody who's not as attractive as you, at least wrap it up. At least take care of yourself. Don't knock her up. Don't put yourself in a position where you have to paternity test because you decide to go raw. If a woman decides to let you smash raw, that is a major red flag to look for because you are not the only guy that she has let smash raw. So let's go ahead and get into this next video. So if everyone's a 10, then, okay, so you think you're a 10. Yeah. Don't I think I'm fucking gorgeous. Don't, I think I'm perfect. Listen, don't take this the wrong way. You're not Please a 10. Please lay it on me. You're, you're not a 10. Okay, that's just your opinion. I'm, I'm not going to rate you, but you're not a 10. Okay, you don't have to rate me, and that's just your opinion. Well, it is, listen, look. <sighs> you don't like fat bitches? <laughs> well, you <gasps> took it there. Wow! You could have just said no. That's okay. Actually, Not everybody okay, okay. does. I don't Actually, like, I don't okay, like listen, let me tell you something. Everyone has personal preference, and at the she's not a ten, as you can see. There, there's just no way that she she can view herself as a ten. And but one of the unfortunate things about women nowadays is you know body positivity it's okay to be fat no it's not okay to be fat it's not okay to put yourself in a position where you're morbidly obese you have high blood pressure you have high cholesterol you are prone to cardiac disease it's not okay and we can objectively say that this woman does not take care of herself now let's say she had a thyroid problem even then you still it's still your obligation to take care of yourself i don't care what anybody else says i've been at my heaviest at 265 pounds and I've been at my lowest at 190 pounds and I will tell you I will pick myself at a at 215 pounds even though I can't get to 190 just because of uh, my current uh, workout regime uh, regimen I will take being under 
245 pounds before I ever want to be 265 pounds because I remember being miserable. I remember feeling miserable. I remember feeling shit. Everything that I ate, I felt like shit. I was bloated. I just felt disgusting. And I looked at myself. I was like, that's fucking disgusting. So <clears throat> don't lower your standards when you want to date somebody. If you're, if you're looking to date somebody, don't lower your standards for that. Because you don't want to be stuck with this, and I'll say this, this fat bitch 304. She called herself a fat bitch, don't look at me. Fat bitch 304, and you don't you don't want to be a baby mama. You don't want to be a baby daddy to, to this woman, right? Like, and, and later in the video, she actually says that she doesn't want kids. That's fine. But I'll tell you this, if women, if you're listening... If you say that you don't need a man, but you want a man, but you're not going to submit to him because you're a grown woman and you pay your own bills, I will tell you what, it's going to be the cold hard truth. You will end up eating on Thanksgiving and Christmas alone. You may be a very successful woman, but you will be alone on family holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas, maybe even your birthday because you refuse to submit to man because you don't want to push your ego aside. Men... True men, true gentlemen will put their ego aside if they know they are in the wrong because at, because men will be called out on their bullshit. But unfortunately, women will not be called out on their bullshit or at least most modern women. They think that their opinion is, is a fact. Not all opinions are facts. We know that. But some people's opinions are subjective facts. And as we steer away from, from the, the delusion of women, how do you find appropriate women to be in a relationship with? Well, my current take on dating is any woman that I bring into my life, it's a vetting process. And I have standards where I will not introduce any type of woman. Like if I am seeing a woman, there's a difference. There's a difference between women I have sex with. There's a difference between women that I sleep with. Women that I sleep with means that I w wake up next to them. I want to sleep with them. Not have sex with them, but I want to wake up next to them. There's a massive difference because the women who get, who I vet, they go through a process, right? If, because they're, the process is them becoming my submissive. They listen to me. They're demure. They're modest. They know when to shut the fuck up and they know when to, um, they know that what I say goes, right? And it's it's consent, right? Exercise with caution, exercise with care. But the vetting process goes to the fact that if I introduce them to my friends, if I introduce them to my family, they know that they're going to be the one, right? They're going to be very special. And there's very few women that I've introduced to my friends and family. But it's a long vetting process for me. And you should have those tapes, those type of standards too, right? vet your women out if you want to date multiple women at a time to see which one fits uh the type of woman that you want to introduce to your friends and family absolutely fucking do it but how this correlates to the bdsm relationships that i've had is all my submissives have never questioned me outside of the bedroom because when you have when you put in perspective bdsm bondage discipline Dominant, submissive, sadism, masochism. Never been much of a sadist or a masochist. Some of the women that I've been with are masochists. Like they wanted to like more, their pain threshold was much higher than other ones. Outside of the bedroom, they do not question their, submiss their submission to me. So 
if I tell them don't go out, because, like I'll, I'll put an example. If I tell them don't go out to West 7th without me, don't go out with your girls, she does not go out. She doesn't question me. And she's, and, and most modern women, they're going to question me, why can't I go out with my girls? And I'm like, well, if we're in a relationship, you cannot go out because I know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be out with your girls. There's always that one girl who decides to get too fucked up, who's a lot more promiscuous because she's being ran through by all these guys. Yeah, you may be in a relationship and you may be taken care of, but I can already guarantee there's going to be at least one guy that decides to press himself on you just like most desperate guys will. And I have to think about, one, putting myself, I have to think about being able to prevent you from being hurt. If a man tells you not to go out, there is a reason for it because either you're looking for the attention because the current attention that he gives you is not sufficient enough or you're going out and you're being very naive. Anytime that I've been with a woman, they do not go out. They will stay home. I will go out and party because I can take care of myself, right? I will go out if I want to. And I know there's a double standard, but for women to go out with women, and I know guys, I've seen it firsthand who try to grope women and they have no reason to, it's going to bother me the fact that I can't protect the current person that I'm with because that is the whole point of the relationship is my duty as a man in this relationship to provide and protect. So with the vetting process, as you set yourself these standards, don't push back your boundaries. Because once you have your values and your boundaries set, it's if she starts making you push them back, she's losing respect for you. And how this kind of circles back to her submission in the bedroom is because we're pushing her sensuality in, in places that she's never experienced before, most likely, she's not going to question her ability or her choice of being submissive to me. Because then she looks dumb, right? And women don't like to be called out. But when they know innately, like, well, I submitted to this guy in his bedroom and we did X, Y, Z, and I'd never done that before, and then I tell her one thing outside of the bedroom that's logical, well, she's going to look dumb. She says, well, why can't I do that? And I'm like, well, because I, I'm telling you to. Then we go in the bedroom. It's kind of like she's, she will contradict herself. So that's why I genuinely believe that as you're vetting your women, and you're putting them through the process to see if they are made for you or they're not made for you, don't be scared to let them go. Because I will tell you what, the women that I did not have as my submissives ended quicker than the submissives that I had. And moving forward from there, be prepared to let them go. Like, let them go. They're not made for you. They're not going to listen to you. If they're not going to listen to you now, they're not going to listen to you later. And I could say this, that I've held on to women much longer than I should have. And I will tell you what, learning how to let women go has actually made my life easier because now it's much, it's much more sufficient for me as a man to be able to weed out the women I do and do not want. Because you also have to put in perspective is going back to the original of this video, any woman who says, you know, I want a successful tall man who has land and all that stuff. Well, if you look at America right now, the average weight, the average salary is about 54,000 a year. And the 
middle class, you know, middle low to middle high class ranges from 30,000 to 90,000. If you're a single guy in America and you make $70,000, you're doing pretty damn well, better than the average. Because even when you combine average household incomes, that average income as a family with, you know, let's say the kid, the kid and a half and a dog in the house, that's 54,000 a year. And if you're a single guy making 70,000, you're doing pretty damn well. So with that being said, you're doing, you're in like the higher uh, tier of the middle upper class or the upper portion of the middle class. Nevertheless, moving forward from there. In my previous episode, I showed you guys the handcuff knot. So guys, if you're listening right now um, and you don't know what the handcuff knot is, go ahead and tune into my social media and you will be able to figure that out. Today, I wanna to talk about the zip snare knot. So we talked about how to introduce BDSM into the bedroom. If you already been in a monogamous relationship or you're currently with your partner of however many, uh, whatever the time capacity is, how do I introduce BDSM, right? In, in the soft core way. I said that to introduce that, you would have to make sure that you use a silk blindfold and you use a silk tie. But I got, some people asking me on social media, you know, can you use rope? You can use rope. And right now I'm showing the zip snare knot. Uh, this is about a five foot uh, polyester rayon blend. It is a little bit rough and you could get rope at, you know, any hardware store or Walmart. And the zip snare knot is a really good alternative to uh, bed straps. Or if you have a headboard or if you have any kind of uh, ability to be able to tie a woman's hands, not necessarily together, but tie her to, to a, like a secured object or secure location, the zip snare knot is gonna work very well if you don't have bed straps. So if you're looking, if you're listening right now, go ahead and tune into my social media because I'm gonna show you how to do the zip snare knot. So uh, this is about three eighths of an inch. I wouldn't advise this length for the zip snare knot because it's a little bit too short. So this rope that I have is a cotton polyester blend. It's actually very soft. Again, you could get this at Walmart. When it comes to shibari, which is the concept of uh, Japanese bondage of tying a woman up with rope or tying your partner up with rope for aesthetic purpose, shibari, um, you have to ensure to do uh, two things. One, make sure that your partner is comfortable with it. Uh, two, Always have scissors, scissors handy because if things get too tight, depending on what knot you, you're tying, you want to be able to uh, rescue your partner or keep your partner safe in case things uh, go, go wrong. But the handcuff knot and the zip snare knot, there's, a, there's always going to be some space when you tie it. Like you could tie it as, in theory as tight as you possibly can and it's still very difficult for their partner's uh, circulation to be cut off just the way those two knots are designed so if we're going to be doing the zip snare knot we're going to cut it in half this is about one eighth of an inch it's cotton poly blend as i said before and what we're going to do is tie this over our wrist you could use this for her wrist individually right you're not going to tie them together but individually um, you can tie her wrist and her ankles. First thing that you're going to do is create a loop, divide it in half, pull it over your wrist. As you pull it over your wrist, 
the loop that's over your thumb, you're going to use the two ends of the rope and pull them through. And this is going to create your first loop. As you create the first loop here, you're going to pull it over your thumb again and the ends of the knot are going to go under the first loop that you created. So if, if you're looking at it palm, palm down, pull the ends of the knot underneath the first loop. And right here you should have something uh, that looks like a, I would say like a triangle over your thumb. From here, all you're going to do is take the ends of the knot, pull them through, let your thumb go, and now you have your zip snare knot. If you look at that very closely, right here, I can pull on this as hard as I can, and it's not going to get any tighter. And that is a zip snare knot. This works very well, again, as I said, as an alternative to bed straps. You can tie your woman's hands to the headboard or to some secured object or location. Um, and why shibari is really good for men who have problems in the bedroom, and I'll say if, if you have problems because you bust quick, entering, doing shibari or doing any kind of bondage, and I'll say shibari because it's more for the rope aesthetic, uh, when we talk about bondage itself, we're talking about uh, cuffs and clamps and uh, I'll say more on the extreme side, but shibari is the proper term to use if, if we're using rope. The reason why I say that for men who have problems busting quick, shibari is really effective is because being able to satisfy a woman, it's all based on an experience as opposed to us men, you know, if we penetrate a woman, we can get off, right? We can climax, we can orgasm. But for women, if you don't know, if you have problems hitting the G spot or you're not very good at being able to use your hips or position yourself in angles, shibari is really good for buying yourself time and foreplay. So let's say I have a woman in my bedroom and I make her dress in her most sexiest lingerie. And I and I, ha, I generally when I do this, I either have her sit on her sit on a chair, sit on the edge of the bed. She puts on her blindfold and she's literally with her hands on her her laps, face down. When I open the door, close the door. I put on I could put on some sexy music. I could put on some candles. All this takes time, but in her mind, it builds anticipation of like, oh shit, what type of sexual experience are we doing today, right? It's, it's massively different than just get in, get out, get off. It buys yourself time. So what you can do as you guide your woman going through this, she's blindfolded, she's in her sexy lingerie, so she's naked, right? And you tell her, put your hands out in front and you do the zip snare knot or you do the handcuff knot it's buying yourself time. All this is foreplay. All this arouses her. At this at this time, while you're tying her up with whatever knot that you want to use, and she's blindfolded, you can start whispering in her her ear, sweet nothings, what you're gonna do to her. You could also tell her that she smells really good. You could kiss her on the back of her her ear. You can arouse her on her collarbone. You can uh, start taking down her panties and start 
stimulating the clit, licking the clit. You know, if you want to go down on her, absolutely fucking do it. But all this buys you time if you bust quick because by the time that you go in and you actually get the business done, she's aroused to the point, she's wet to the point where it's like you've just magnified y'all's uh, position or y'all's ability to climax together. Um, and so that's why I advise you to, again, exercise bondage, shibari with caution and care. Always have scissors handy. Ask your partner what she is or what she is not comfortable with. And explore y'all's sensuality. So moving from there, guys, I want to thank you very much for tuning in. If I decide to get canceled or if I get canceled again on YouTube or TikTok, just follow me on Rumble. At least that way I have the ability to say what I want, how I want, and not have to worry about all that uh, red and yellow tape. If you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Christian Gray. Also note that I am an affiliate for Amazon Associates. This is not a sponsored ad. So anything that I have listed, all the items that I have listed, it is at no cost to you. So if you want to know what microphone I use or what equipment that I use, what backlight that I use, if you buy that, if you use that link, I get a small commission. It's what you call affiliate marketing. But again, it's if you support my channel, that is one way to do that. And I will say this. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you're trying to introduce softcore BDSM into your lifestyle, go ahead, let me know down in the comments. Catch me on social media. I'm just a simple DM away. And until next guy, until next time, guys, stay tuned and take care.